It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. And you still like me or you you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. (laughs) I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, Longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. But I want you to know, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Putin's war in Ukraine will have left Russia weaker and the rest of the world stronger. We see the unity among leaders of nations, a more unified Europe, a more unified West. We see unity among the people who are gathering in cities and large crowds around the world. Oh, wow. What an abrupt ending. All right. Well, that was Joe Biden last night, and he spent about a third of his speech, I counted the pages, uh, on Ukraine. And it was a good opening, you know, encouraging Ukraine. He acknowledged the ambassador to the United States from Ukraine. And uh, I've got no complaints about that. I'll, there are some things that I take issue with, and I'm going to get to them. I, uh, the thing that really struck me was what kind of medication is he on? I mean, he came out, he, was, he, was, uh, he didn't pause, he was fast. Oh, he bumbled some. Uh, but they must have some incredible medication that's not available to the rest of the world because we can all see that's that's not a stretch. You can all see how slow and um, d- what difficulty he has in talking. Uh, so I don't know what it is, but, you know, okay. So it was the first State of the Union address for Joe Biden last night. And I have a lot of, uh, you know, I usually make notes when I'm watching just to give you kind of an idea. Lest you didn't watch it, lest you didn't put that on your list of things to do last night, uh, just just trying to dis- describe the atmosphere because I think it, it kind of helps. I think one of the things that struck me was how sparsely populated uh, the the how the the um, it's the House of Representatives that their chamber because it's larger. Uh, how sparse it was pretty amazing. Of course, they've been building this wall around the Capitol because they're so afraid of the truckers and protesters. It isn't the people's house anymore. It's hard to get in. Uh, there were no masks last night. We're going to get to that in just a second. But they still had to sit apart. They could not, you know, they stood close and talked closely, but they had to sit apart because of COVID, you know. There was a festive mood. It was almost like surreal. A lot of laughing, a lot of yucking it up. And I guess, you know, they always do that. But uh, this sobriety of what's happening in the world and in the country seems strange to me. Um, Jill Biden had on a beautiful purple dress. I like fashion, so I loved that dress. It was beautiful. And uh, re- a lot of Republicans were not there because everyone who came into the chamber allegedly had to take COVID tests. So uh, many of them said, not doing that. I'm not doing that. Um, th- the cabinet came in, and it reminded me as they came in after a president, well, before President Biden was announced. It was like a parade of terribles. Uh, that I did remember. We had Lloyd Austin, 
leading the charge for our military men, teaching them right now during this Ukrainian conflict. I have a whole story about this today, about transgenderism and uh, hormones and how do we use the right pronoun, pronouns. That's what Lloyd Austin, you know, the uh, chief of the Pentagon there is, you know, overseeing for our soldiers right now. And then there's Janet Yellen, who is uh, in charge of our economy. <laughs> and then there's Anthony Blinken, who's in charge of negotiating with uh, Putin, with Afghanistan. He did such a great job. So the parade of horribles came down the uh, uh, the aisle. And then um, Shirley Jackson Lee, this is always funny, she always stands on the aisle. She's always got a big scarf on. She's dressed to the nines, and she loves to be seen. It's just, it's really funny. You'd think they'd be embarrassed by that, but they're not. They uh, they like that. Also, oh, uh, what's his name? They're in a big blue scarf. The guy who sleeps with Ping Ping, the Chinese spy. Yes, thank you, thank you. Eric Swalwell was on the aisle, too, to, to be seen in his big blue scarf. Uh, with uh, Shirley Jackson Lee. It's pretty amazing. And then um, in terms of the Supreme Court, there was um, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, John Roberts, and uh, Justice Breyer. Now, that's interesting to me that Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Bryant and Roberts would be there. They're the three, you know, conservatives who have just disappointed us terribly, but they were there. I guess maybe they maybe they like Biden. I don't know. Oh, you look, it's it's customary for some of the Supreme Court justices to be there. So I'm I'm extrapolating just a little bit. So Stephen Breyer was there, and he's the Supreme Court justice who was just uh, unceremoniously asked to uh, leave. As I recall, the inside information is that the White House announced to the public that he was stepping down before he knew he was stepping down. And so it was very fascinating to watch Joe Biden come by uh, the Supreme Court justices and just barely, like just momentarily uh, glance or touch Stephen Breyer, but no real interaction. I, I just thought that was pretty telling. I did notice that Lindsey Graham showed up for this. Uh, you know, he didn't show up for the vote to defund the mandates, you know, to save military people and federal workers and all of that from, he didn't, he couldn't, he couldn't bother to be there for that vote, but he was there last night. Um, I, just to remind you, we're spending a billion dollars a day uh, paying Russia for their oil. That's a kind of a backdrop to uh, President Biden's comments on oil and all of the wonderful things that he's doing for this country. Um, uh, too much detail, detail here. Um, so the State of the Union address, uh, this is funny because President Biden, President Biden noted, I'm going to read this to you because I have the, script, the transcript here, but he made much about the fact that the COVID mandates are pretty much over. And of course, he's responsible and he's announcing it suddenly yesterday afternoon. Uh, nobody has to wear masks in the chamber. And so uh, Ted Cruz is calling this the State of the Union miracle, which I, I actually think that's funny because that's just theater. You know what? Yesterday, uh, Joe Biden was seen with his mask bumbling around, and now last night, he didn't have to wear it. Neither did anyone else, because you know he is the, he's the big man, uh, and he's uh, going to stop all these oppressive rules. But not for long, by the way. In his comments, in his speech, he warns us that var variants are going to be coming out. And I'll get to that in just a second in more detail. But just to give you the overview, it was very moving when he acknowledged the Ukrainian amb ambassador. Just standing there humbly, she stood up and she put her hand over her heart. She got a standing ovation, and I, I love that. Blinken, Tony Blinken, uh, Secretary of State, looked absolutely miserable. 
And um, and speaking of, you know, the way people look, this is, if you watched uh, Nancy Pelosi who stood behind him, Nancy looked like, what did she look like? I, when President Trump would uh, give his speeches, of course, she was so agitated. And, you know, she famously tore up his speech uh, behind him uh, when he was receiving his applause at the end. It was just the most, it was so rude. Uh, and she made weird gestures when he was speaking. Well, last night she was like a, like a cheerleader. You know, I mean, I'm sure she probably was a cheerleader. You know, you cheerleaders out there listening to me, you know, you're supposed to pump up the crowd and smile. You don't necessarily feel it, but you got it. And so it's like she was leading cheers. And I saw those kind of expressions on Democrats in the room, just picking up, you know, human things. Uh, It's like this, somebody gave them the instruction that they must seem very happy and enthused. And uh, no, some of them are not capable of doing that, but a lot of them joined right in, and Nancy was the cheerleader, and Kamala Harris looked absolutely miserable and bored. You know, that you have to hand it to her. You know, she uh, she's not a great pretender, uh, but so there she sat a little glum, and there Nancy Pelosi sat with Miss uh, Hyped Up. She must be on the same medication that Joe's on because she was uh, very energetic and happy, 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 happy. Uh, so um, that's kind of... The way it uh, it's it's uh, set up, and that's the way it's set up. That was the beginning. I want to now get into his speech because uh, he did spend, like I said, the first third on Ukraine and Russia, and he said some good things, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for his encouragement to the Ukrainian people. But this is this is where it gets kinky, weird to me. He t- he took a real victory lap on how we had prepared for this. We knew all about it. We were responsible. We prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months building a coalition of other freedom-loving nations from Europe and the Americas to Asia and Africa to confront Putin. I spent countless hours unifying our European allies. You know what? Sorry. I think uh, what happened in the European Parliament yesterday when uh, Zelensky spoke, uh, had nothing to do with Joe Biden, but he's taking credit for all of that. Uh, and uh, so uh, that's that's my opinion about that. I can't imagine. Can you? Joe Biden was has been in his home. Uh, he's been in his home in Delaware, not even in the White House during this past week. So I really don't think he's been spending countless hours gathering Europeans to uh, uh, Ukraine support. And at this point, I'm not sure the European leaders care what Joe Biden thinks about that. Uh, But uh, they have done the right thing in spite of him. And then he says, uh, tonight I can announce that the United States has worked with 30 other countries to release 60 million barrels of oil from reserves around the world. America will lead the effort releasing 30 million barrels from our own strategic petroleum reserve. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what that means? We've talked about this before. A reserve is a reserve. It's finite. This is the second or third withdrawal from our particular own reserves that he has made while not replenishing any of it, while not opening any pipelines, the Keystone, none of them, none of them, shutting them down. We are not producing oil, no shale production. He's just depleting our reserves while our oil prices skyrocket. That, to me, is very concerning. And moving on about the economy, he talks about... um, he talks about electric cars a lot, how they're going to build all of these charging stations and uh, how, uh, you know, GM and other companies are building, you know, thousands of electric cars. This is the plan. Uh, he's being very clear about it. And I have to tell you, we're not there yet. You cannot win a war, for instance, 
on electric cars. We don't have electric tanks. We don't have electric planes. This is pie-in-the-sky scary stuff. Uh, He talks about the economy and how it's grown. No other economy in the United States has grown the way it's grown under him. Do you believe that? Experientially, are you seeing that? Really? No time to break down the numbers. It's just that common sense tells you he's out of his mind. He talks about job growth. Really? I see most people not working, at least lots of people not working still. Um, So then he goes on to talk about, like, he sounds like Donald Trump. He picks up the American First Agenda. We're going to build, or we're going to buy American to make sure everything from the deck of an aircraft carrier to the steel on the highway guardrails are made in America. Well, good for him. Let's see if he actually does that. And then he talks about, uh, let's see. Making more cars in the United States, but of course electric. I guarantee you they will do everything they can to stop the production of regular cars. If, you, if I'm wrong about that, I'll be the first to tell you. talks about his economic plan and how wonderful it is and how he's going to cut the deficit by half this year. And he's going to do it. I'll tell you how he's going to do it. I, this just is remarkable to me. He said um, this is how he's going to cut the deficit. He's going to cut the cost of prescription drugs. He's going to cut energy costs for families at an average of $500 a year. He's going to cut the cost of child care. That's how he's going to eliminate half of the $21, $22 trillion deficit. Really? Fantasy. Unbelievable fantasy. And uh, he says, by the end of the year, the deficit will be down to less than half of what it was before I took office. I mean, that deserves a laugh track because he's going to reduce the cost of child care. Give families uh, energy like credits. Um, it's just, and then of course COVID. And he goes on. I have to read this to you before we have this break. And by the way, if you would like to call and comment on something that you saw, feel free. Cause we haven't talked in a long time. I have a lot of news this morning. But if you have something you want to share, call us. It's eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. I will spend my last 30 seconds here talking to you about uh, COVID. Uh, He talks about, he's taking a victory lap about all the wonderful things he's done to stop COVID. And they've stopped it, of course. He declared so last night. He said, well, we will continue to combat the virus as we do other diseases. We will never give up vaccinating more Americans. We're going to vaccinate our children and we're going to vaccinate the world. Uh, but he's taking a victory lap. And so that's in a very quick nutshell what Joe Biden said last night. Aria is suffering for the gospel. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. Aria lives in the Middle East in a radical Muslim family. She accepted the invitation of a Christian friend to attend a weekly Bible study and eventually received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. She took her Bible study booklet home, hiding it in her room before her mother found it and gave it to her father. He beat young Aria nearly to death and called the officials to report her as an infidel. They took her to a remote cell where they assaulted her and the Christian friend and eventually let them go. Now, these two women, they didn't grow bitter. They grew bold, and together they've seen hundreds come to Christ in the Middle East where it's nearly impossible to get a Bible. And that's why Bible League is inviting you to send God's Word to Bibleist believers around the globe at only $5 a Bible. $100 sends 20, every gift matched. Call 800 Yes Word. 800 Yes Word, or click sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. And God bless you for caring. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life 
and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Miguel Cardona, United States Secretary of Education. He serves as the principal advisor to the president and federal government on policies, programs, and activities related to education in our country. Proverbs 1-7 reminds us of the importance of education. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Secretary Cardona in his work at the Department of Education. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. The photo of Miss Ukraine set tongues wagging around the world, a beauty queen packing heat warning the Russian invaders that anyone crossing the border would be shot dead. The photo was courageous, it was inspiring, and it was also fake. Turns out Miss Ukraine posed for that photo with an airsoft rifle taken in the comfort of her home, not the front lines of the war. Same thing with the story about brave Ukrainian guardsmen who lost their lives standing up to the Russian Navy with a profane retort. The guardsmen are still alive. It's become a big challenge for Americans to decipher what is and is not true coming out of Ukraine. Many of the photos and videos are either fakes or footage from video games. Nothing more than propaganda, fake news. I suspect the point is to turn the hearts and minds of Americans so that President Biden will declare war on Russia. Pay attention, America. We're being played. I'm Todd Starnes. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Because as we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. I went off script a little bit. <laughs> oh, that was Kamala Harris in the White House on uh, celebrating Black History Month. When oh, I went off script a little bit. When people, you know, they got what they voted for. Wow. Just wild stuff happening in our world. Uh, and so uh, that reminds me, I want to play something for you. We, I'm going to go to the phones in just one second. Um, I want to give a reality check because uh, Joe Biden spent a lot of time talking about COVID money and, you know, how they had helped people with all of this money. And there'd been some fraud and they were going to go after that. But some of it wasn't fraud at all. It actually was meant to be. All kinds of people got money from COVID. I know people who are, you know, felons and prisoners and on people on the streets and uh, all kinds of entities. Uh, I think Planned Parenthood got COVID money. All kinds of people did. But there was another group of people that got a ton of money, uh, which kind of surprised me. And I'll, this is one of them. He's got long dreadlocks, 
and he's on camera, and he's describing what the Biden administration is giving to drug addicts. Clip four. So every Tuesday and Friday in Hollywood, um, they have a Catholic church that gives this stuff out. Um, this is where we live in at, y'all. And this is what the government is doing. Uh, Joe Biden said he spent $60 million on paraphernalia for drugs. And this is what it looks like. It says being alive. This is a meth pipe. Yep. Right here with this bubble thing. I guess you put the meth in there. Mm -hmm. This is a crack pipe. Yep. Okay. These are all instructions on how to overdose treatment and education. These are. This is the needle in here. I'm not going to open this. I'm scared. That's I'm, for heroin. Yes, for heroin. It has the alcohol. That's pads a real and stuff. needle. It's yeah. a needle in there. Oh my god. And um, these things are like a, a black and mild filter that you put on the crack pipe so you don't think no one's saliva, so you don't get sick, and you can do your drugs. And, so this is so they like it. it so they like if you're going to do drugs, we're going to give it to you so that you can do it the proper way without getting sick. Because we're, we're not, cause we're not stopping it. We're not, we're not going to stop it. Exactly. This is letting you know that it's going to be here. This is what they Isn't that something? Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Joe Biden is here for America, giving $60 million to drug addicts on the street. And he's actually illustrating the little packages and the needle. You heard him describe it. You can see it in the video. Yeah, so that's what, uh, you know, that's why we're in such good shape economically. And he's going to cut the deficit uh, in half. Just give them some time by reducing the cost of childcare. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's amazing. I, he's a he's a magician. I'm kind of looking forward to watching that all unfold. All right, I want to know what you think about it. Let's go to Julio in Texas. Good morning, Julio. Oh, hey, Mr. Rio, yes, ma'am. How how funny! That's the first I heard of that. Oh my God, we're going to be smoking good crack now. That's crazy. yeah, really, <laughs> and it'll be safe. Your needles will be clean. They're packaged up. It's it's really good. They're not going to stop you. They're just going to make sure you're safe while you're doing it, Julio. So. Right. Yes, man. Oh, uh, God forbid. And if you are addicted, seek some help, please. Uh, <laughs> no. On that note, uh, I would just like to laugh at all the hesitant clapping that I saw last night. Just Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what's wrong with that lady, but Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> we need to definitely trade them out for somebody new because there's it. To me, I hate to be so critical, but it just looked like a bunch of old geezers up there that talking out their mouth. Okay, well, Julio, I, who could say it better? <laughs> I think you're probably right. There are some young geezers there too, but they're not leading. They're not leading right now. We have there's nothing wrong with you know old people can be smart, but old people it's like what did that old saying? There's no fool like an old fool. Yeah, I think that's what we're seeing. But they're not really fools. They're they're uh, they're self-made millionaire billionaires because they have manipulated the system and they could care less about the future for their children, their grandchildren. They have destroyed the country on their watch, and obviously they're very happy about it. So, Julio, thank you. Let's go to Kelsey uh, in Tennessee. Good morning, Kelsey. I hate to be so sardonic this morning. How are you? Hey, Sandy, how are you? Good. So, yeah, I just would love to comment on a few things I noticed last night. I mean, first of all, the first thing that really kind of got me was, you know, oh, I'm going to cut the cost of insulin. And it's like one of the first things you did was kind of nix Trump's initiative to do so when you got in office. And then, uh, you know, when your government lockdowns kill millions of jobs and then a few years later jobs come back, that's not creating jobs. So good point, Kelsey. Thank you for making yeah, that point. 
right. And then where was the tribute to the our fallen soldiers from the Afghanistan disaster? Uh, it just was mind-blowing. Yes, it is very mind-blowing, Kelsey. We know, I mean, we're smart enough now to see through, but I, I hope people see through it. I guess the polls are showing that people know, even even the Democrats, uh, when they're being honest, and, you know, the polls showed what 61% of American voters felt that President uh, Putin would never invade, have invaded Ukraine if, uh, if President uh, Trump had been in office, and that's Democrats too, so... People are not being fooled now, and we're just in a sad situation. But thanks for those great observations, Kelsey. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Jan in Montana. Good morning, Jan. Well, I have. Th- this is Jen from Great Falls, Montana. I've never called in, and I get up w- and set the alarm to watch you every morning because you're on at six in the morning. Oh but my I goodness! To- Thank yeah. you for that. And I just love you, and I love you, you. But I just wanted to say that I wasn't even going to watch, but I but uh, it was on. The State of the Union was on Frank's speech last night with Brandon House and Leo Holman providing commentary throughout the speech, and then it was palatable because they would stop when. Well, many times because they would sort out the truth versus the lies, and of course most of it was lies or possibly a little bit of half-truth. And I appreciated the, the previous caller because they did reiterate that you're not creating jobs when people are just coming back to work. So that was a really good one. And then they, his, his thing about the energy, uh, that was just a really a, a mind-boggling when we're paying so much for gas and the backlog with the IRS is such that you'll never get it anyway. And so if anybody wants to watch a different perspective with a conservative commentary along with that speech, they might want to go and watch that podcast on Frank's speech. And thank okay. you so much for all that you do each and every day. God bless you. Oh, Jan, it's great to hear from you. And it's really nice to know uh, that somebody in Montana is waking up early. No, honestly, it's such an honor, and I do appreciate it. I've got good friends from Montana, so um, God bless you, and thanks for your great comments. Frank Speech, by the way, that's a great outlet. It's a totally different world. I find, you know, people, um, we are kind of siloed now. We get different information from different places. And um, I had a conversation with someone not long ago, and she was opining about all kinds of things that she thought I knew, and I didn't. I had no idea what she was talking about. Um, it's because she's in a certain track of information that I'm not in. So uh, it's a challenge right now to get good information, but uh, Frank's Speech is a great resource, that's for sure. Let's go to Susan in Kansas. Good morning, Susan. What did you think? Well, I thought it was very hard to watch, but there's one thing I noticed that I actually was very happy about. And that was, I didn't see him come in with a presidential march, and I'm glad he didn't because he doesn't deserve it. You know what? You're right, Susan. I want. I don't. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. You know, uh, one thing I did notice. Uh, you know, he was always escorted by. I forget what they call them. Uh, the guy comes in and he announces, "Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States." So it's a. It was a black gentleman with a woman next to him with real white hair who had wild eyes. She might have been related to Nancy Pelosi, but she seemed very delighted to be there. Usually they're kind of neutral. She wasn't neutral. She was happy to be leading in President Joe Biden. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that or not. It's just a silly thing, but I do like to watch people and you could pick up clues and it just makes it interesting. But um, yeah, no presidential march. That's really interesting, Susan. I'll have to ask about that from people that might know. Thank you. 
Let's go to Dave in North Carolina. Good morning, Dave. Uh, good morning, Sandy. Uh, I was uh, calling to comment about uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi that uh, I wrote a note to my wife who'd gone to bed that I'm convinced she's had another facelift and she's acting like a giddy elementary school girl. And uh, I failed to mention to the gentleman that uh, I agree with you that uh, they've got some wonderful medication that they have uh, uh, Pre President Biden on when they want him on it, or that was a double last night. Or that was a what? A double. Oh, a double. Yeah, he because he was like fast. His pace was fast, and you know he didn't stumble very much. And like I said, we all have seen Dave how he speaks and how he walks and how he stumbles. That's more the norm than last night. And I I do suspect very genuinely that he's got some drug that you know normal people can't afford, and that's how they're making him. That's how they're propping him up. But um, so thanks. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi was like a really energetic teenager last night on the floor with her pom-poms and her little her her white socks and her tennis shoes <laughs> jumping up and down it was pretty amazing what what uh, what an amazing story you know i'll tell you one last thing and then i, I got to move on uh, uh years ago i tried to find out more information about nancy pelosi and i was amazed even then at how little i could find i know some things about her of course she's from a a very wealthy family her dad was in politics but you really can't find out much beyond that and i suspect someday the truth will be told, and it will be pretty haranguing. She's not just some gal from San Francisco. Um, so, um, Dave, thanks a lot. She's she's got a uh, probably a very leftist past that has been covered up because that's how it happens. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it so much. Let's go. We're covering the gambit this morning. Let's go to Tom in Rhode Island. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Hey, good morning, Sandy. Appreciate your program. Listen every morning, and Thank then you. listen to it again on my phone later in the day. Oh, along thank with you. everything from that we need to have longer days so I don't miss anything on American Family Radio. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I just sweet. wanted to uh, uh, agree that they just he, they were giving uh, Donald Trump's speech last night. But the thing that I, I, I feel bad about is that w when he would say things that the Republicans agree with, they would stand up and applaud, and especially that tight shot of Ted Cruz clapping. And I really feel like the Republicans are giving the Democrats a bunch of v video clips for their next you know, campaign, you know, saying, look at how much the Republicans like what we're doing. It's just, it was just, it was just mind boggling. Uh, the naive, naivete that was in that speech about the, how many barrels of oil. And, and it just proves that the American public has no appreciation for scale. They don't have any idea of how many barrels of oil we go through a day. Yeah. And it's just, I, I don't know. I was just so flabbergasted. And I agree with you 100% about Nancy Pelosi. I don't know what she was doing. Yeah, it was just and weird. Just out of curiosity, one other question. The gentleman before me mentioned uh, a double, and I suspect that all the time. Would that at all be possible that they have a double in for Biden at times? <laughs> Look, Tom, every, anything's possible. We're living in Wonderland. I, I mean, Alice in Wonderland. I, you know, I. It's a. We're looking through the looking glass. I guess anything's possible. Humanly speaking, I doubt it. I think it's more likely that they've got him pumped up on some some really uh, select drugs that again the rest of the world can't get. Uh, and uh, his wife is probably his caretaker, and uh, I think that they're injecting him with something, and that that's really what I think. 
but uh, oh, and Tom, let me just say one thing, uh, just so you to, to give you some perspective. Uh, I'm not. I didn't. I, I'm not sure which remark Ted Cruz was standing up to. But when they stand up, generally think of it this way: It's like if Biden says, "We are behind Ukraine, the people of Ukraine, a hundred percent." Well, just because Biden's saying it doesn't mean that the Republican senators and congressmen, or you know, uh, members of the House, don't agree. I mean, how could you sit through that? You can't. So I'm guessing if you go back and you see what Biden actually said, they're not cheering his policies, but they're cheering some general statements that he made, which they must, because uh, look, the whole world is watching, and it's more, it's it's a bigger event than just a partisan back and forth. And when Biden or whoever is the president says something that's true, actually true and worthy of supporting, they need to do that. So I understand that, and I just wanted to help you understand, as Americans, we do support the people of Ukraine. And I would stand up, too, even if Biden said it. So just to give you that perspective. But thanks for the question. And, hey, thanks for listening. All right, let's go to um, Linda in Florida. Good morning, Linda. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much. And I, once again, like everybody else, love what AFA is doing and um, we support and all that. But I wanted to say really quick, we were listening this morning, my five-year-old grandson, um, and and with some of the things that you were bringing out, and I said, wow, it's just like he's insane. It's like he's he's a shell. They really, it's it's like watching uh, uh, that movie, Don't Look Up, if you can get through the profanity. But um, he says, to me, he says, maybe the devil is in him. And I thought, wow, <laughs> from a five-year-old, you know, just listening. And we listen to you every morning, Sandy. Thank you so much for your coverage of the truth. I tell everybody, if you want to hear what's really going on, AFA, Sandy Rios in the morning, and most of the others. So just thank you for what you guys do. We pray for you guys all the time, and we do support. Wow, Linda, that's that's beautiful. And thanks to your little one. Yeah, little kids uh, say incredible things, and they have sometimes discernment that adults don't have. I think your little guy is just spot on. We are dealing with demons. I've talked about that. I played, what, last week or week before last, uh, the, the demon that, he is a demon. He was writhing in his seat, as he said. I was. He was the one that hacked uh, you know, the, the Canadian truckers and sabotage the money, and he was just hissing. It was just unbelievable. Uh, because I think demons usually hide better than they're hiding now, and I think we're actually seeing them. And so, Linda, thanks. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> How could I not take your phone calls? Look at this place. Uh, so we're going to come back, continue with some phone calls. I do have a little bit of news I want to share with you, so don't go away. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve with From His Heart Ministries. We need to just say, Lord, I don't understand why these dark lines have come into my life, but I trust you because I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you are good. See, I can come to a God like that who loves me, who's gentle, who's humble in heart. Learn the depth of God's goodness. Join Pastor Jeff Shreve on From His Heart each weeknight at 6 Central here on American Family Radio. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net.
The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. It's here, folks. American Family Association presents the Marriage Family Life Conference 2022. This year's theme is Here I Stand. I may be a little biased here, but I believe this conference is the preeminent family training conference in the nation. We are committed to seeing your entire family equipped to stand firm in the face of the raging spiritual battles we engage in our day. This year's speakers include people like Israel Wayne, Dr. Kathy Cook, Will and Mickey Addison, yours truly, and more. Go to marriagefamilylife.net to register now. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute News Flash. Joe Biden did not deliver the State of the Union last night. Instead, the man who plays the President of the United States on TV presented the gaslight of the Union. Virtually the entire speech before a joint session of Congress and a national, indeed global audience, was a clearly poll-tested description of what the American people want, not what they've been getting from the Biden-Harris administration. For example, the Commander-in-Chief professed his determination to secure the border to fund the police, to lower inflation and decrease energy prices, to support the people of Ukraine in their desperate fight for freedom. Unfortunately, a president who uses his most powerful platform of the year to lie to the American people about his record and priorities is unlikely to live up to the many desirable commitments he made last night. This is Frank Afney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. All right, Sandy Rios back. I want to give you a quick update, if I can, on Ukraine uh, before we go back to the phone lines. Uh, You know that the Russians are doubling down and they're sending in missiles. They're using all kinds of unusual weapons. There are children being killed. And uh, President Zelensky made a speech yesterday at the European European Parliament, which was stunning. I didn't get to hear the whole thing, uh, but I heard parts of it through an interpreter. But here's the thing. Let me, uh, this could be a long story, so I can't, I can't take the time to tell it. Let me just say that I know firsthand that Europe is just so dead spiritually. They're so dead. Um, years ago, when North Korea was in the news much more, Dr. Norbert Wilderson became a friend of mine, and 
He was talking about the brutality in North Korea and sat across from me and started to cry. And I started to cry with the stories he was telling. And when we took a commercial break, he said to me, I was just in Europe and I tried to tell them what I just told you. And he said, they looked back at me with just blank stares. They just looked back. They just no emotion whatsoever. And um, that's Europe now. So the fact that Zelensky spoke yesterday in the European Parliament and got the result he got was amazing. Now, let me tell this by playing something for you. There were There are two different clips here. The first one is a male interpreter who's interpreting into English part of what Zelensky is saying. This is clip seven. Let's listen to this first. Largest square in Europe, and that's true. This is called the Freedom Square. Can you imagine this morning, two cruise missiles hit this Freedom Square, dozens of killed ones. This is the price of freedom. We are fighting just for our land and for our freedom. Despite the fact that all large cities of our country are now blocked, nobody is going to enter and intervene with our freedom and country. And believe you me, every square of today, no matter what it's called, is going to be called, as today, Freedom Square in every city of our country. Nobody's going to break us. We're strong. We're Ukrainians. We have a desire to see our children alive. I think it's a fair one. Yesterday, 16 children were killed. Again and again, President Putin is going to say that is some kind of operation and we are hitting a military infrastructure. Where are our children? What kind of military factories do they work at? What tanks are they going with or launching cruise missiles? He killed 16 people. All right, so the point of that, besides the content, is that the interpreter, interpreters are always objective. They don't show emotion. The male interpreter could hardly keep his composure. And if you think that was unusual, there was a German interpreter. Trust me, if any population, I know, you know, I lived in Berlin. uh, I love the German people, but they're cold. Uh, They're not emotional. So here's the German interpreter. She's interpreting for Die Welt uh, in Germany. Listen to this. This is clip six. She's interpreting the same speech. Gesprochen. Russland ist auf dem Weg des Bösen. Russland muss ihre Stimme in UN verlieren. Ukraine, wir wissen ganz genau, was wir verteidigen. Entschuldigung. She couldn't do it. And so Zelensky spoke to the European Parliament. What did they do? Uh, They voted, I believe, unanimously, at least close to that, to allow uh, Ukraine to be part of the European Union. That's amazing. And a couple of other quick stories before I go back to the phone lines, as I promised. Uh, President uh, Putin sent in, I think I read yesterday, three or 400 uh, troops uh, to Chechen commandos to kill Zelensky. And according to the story that I'm reading this morning, a team of elite Chechen commandos sent to Ukraine to hunt down and assassinate President Zelensky was eliminated by security forces. 
they got inside information and they wiped them out. And so that's that doesn't mean it's the end of it. I'm sure Putin will double down, but that was good news. And this is from our own Steve Jordahl in our news department interviewing a Ukrainian pastor yesterday. He says that about 70% of the population of Ukraine adheres to Christianity. And the pastor, Ivan Vespalov, says it seems like it's a nightmare and people want to wake up. But on the fifth day, you sort of get used to it and you understand that now it is your life and you have to survive in these kinds of circumstances. He said, in the midst of change, the war is driving people to their knees. It's hard to imagine such a hunger for the Word of God, for spiritual support during the peaceful life. But now people turn their eyes to the Lord, a significant part of their day. And so um, that's what God is doing. That's what God is doing in Ukraine. And by the way, an elite uh, group of uh, uh, special forces, including six Americans, have volunteered and they're going in to fight in Ukraine. So that's the quick news I wanted to give you on that. Is that something, you know, I don't know that Ukraine will prevail. Russia is huge and Putin is determined. And uh, in spite of all the obstacles, you know, it just doesn't, it defies logic that the Ukrainian people could hold out for long, given what little bit they have to fight with. Uh, but our God is greater and that's when he does his best work. And so we just pray that they will prevail. And if this could break the hearts of Europeans, if this could bring them to tears, you have no idea what a miracle that is. I, that is just amazing to me. Uh, so maybe God is at work in ways, maybe. <laughs> Can't believe I said maybe. It appears very strongly that God is at work in, at work in ways that we never expected, working in us and working in them. And so, you know, he never wastes disaster. He never wastes trouble. People beg, where is God? Where is God? Trust me, God is never, he's ever present. He's ever present. And so that's what's happening in, in Ukraine. All right, back to the phone lines. Let's go to Michigan and talk to Carol. Good morning, Carol. Morning. Good morning. So what did you think of, um, of the State of the Union address? Um, well, I was having a hard time with it, of course, because there was a lot of lying going on. And then for some reason, and I'm sure it was God, I was sitting there and Mostly the camera was on Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and Kamala Harris. And I, it came to me that I hadn't prayed for them in a while. So, you know, I asked for forgiveness for that, and then I started praying for them, and I got a whole different feeling about them. Um, I felt like I loved them, and I felt sorry for them, and I wanted them to come to salvation. And I just wanted to say that we really, really need to be praying for them and everyone in our government. Carol, I think that's a good word. I, I do think, though, you know, it's, uh, I think this, like this pastor, the Ukrainian pastor that I, I didn't get, obviously, to read all of Steve Jordahl's report, but one of the things that he says is that uh, he asks us to pray for the Russians and pray for you know, pray for the soldiers, and um, I think that's legitimate. I do think it's okay to pray against your enemies, though, too. Yeah, I think that's scriptural, it's biblical, and so we got to find that balance. Uh, I, I often say the way I, my heart feels compassion for them is that I would not want to be in their shoes. Oh, my goodness. I would not want to be in their shoes. It's, you know, it's a fearful thing to stand in the face of, a, of an angry God, and that's where they're standing. And so in that regard, I have compassion, but I, fr- I pray that they will be defeated and destroyed. And so I think that uh, I just wanted to bring balance to your comments, but I think there's... Do you understand? I'm, I'm certainly not criticizing your tender heart toward them. It's also okay to pose, oppose them and pray against their actions. But uh, thanks a lot, Carol, for that insight. Okay, let's go to uh, 
Let's go to Steve in Oklahoma. We're covering all the bases this morning. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. I, I love your show. Thank you. Um, the ideology behind this speech is what I hope folks would keep in mind. When Biden says we're going to secure the border, he means he's going to put more handcuffs on the border protection agents. Uh, when he says he's going to solve the drug problem, that means clean needles and free crack pipes. Yes. Uh, when he says we're going to fix the economy, he means destroy capitalism and the banking system and bring in the socialist ideology because that's what he believes. The left is so good at lying because they're true believers in what they're doing. They truly believe that they are moving our country forward because that's their goal. Steve, very well said. I can't approve on that. I can't. And you're spot on. And I thank you for just reminding us about that. Uh, thank, thank you very much. Okay, let's go to Texas uh, and talk to Richard. Good morning, Richard. So your thoughts, please. Well, wow, what a speech, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I, I, when I was listening to it, I kind of could almost see the little Marxist speechwriters that he has kind of giggling and laughing as they promised everything that the American people could possibly want which shows how little they think of the American people. Uh, it kind of peaked for me when he said he was going to secure the border, which is a real ha-ha moment. And then when he went to, then he said, we're going to cure cancer. It kind of lost all of its credibility. Um, as far as Pelosi, uh, I'm not trying to make a, make a negative comment, but she really reminded me of Wizard of Oz's Wicked Witch of the West. She kept mm-hmm. rolling her hands and laughing and stuff. I could almost hear her cackling back there. She was so gleeful that they, they're they, they're going to win because they're bamboozling the American people. It was just it was a very insulting speech, I thought. Uh, as yeah. far as Biden, and, and I say this with, with complete compassion, I'm worried the guy's going to have a heart attack with whatever dr- drugs they're giving him. It's, it's got to be pumping him up way beyond his body's capabilities. No, I know, Richard. I, I think about... Uh... I just can't imagine what kind of a wife would cover for her husband and put him in that position. I just think it's it's horrific what they're doing. And uh but uh you know for us as a country, uh, I'm okay, this is a bizarre statement, but I, I maybe it's better that he stay there right now because we've got to get him out and he's better uh Kamala I think would be worse. I, I mean just the, the the scenarios are not good. We have 3 more years. And so uh, he limits them a little bit, and also he's bringing their poll numbers way, way down, and I think that's a good thing. And by the way, you guys had an election yesterday. Texas had a primary. And let me just tell you, um, in the governor's race, Greg Abbott prevailed over Alan West by a lot of votes. He got 1233000 Beto O'Rourke won the Democratic primary nomination. Dan Patrick handily won the Republican primary um, um, nomination. Uh, Ken Paxton uh, won the Republican nomination for. Oh, he's going to do a a runoff with George uh, P. Bush. I understand there's a big rivalry between the Trump faction and the Bush faction. Louis Gohmert came in fourth, so he won't be in the runoff. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, sad thoughts, actually. Uh, but that's the result of that. And when we had a report out of Houston that uh, in some precincts, we actually have a video of it, I don't have time to play for you, that uh, Republicans were not allowed to vote, just Democrats. Richard, did you ha- see any, have any observations about your own election yesterday? Well, I actually am in Harris County, and I work with a conservative coalition. We inter- interviewed candidates and stuff. But one of the people on that, uh, our committee, is uh, involved with the election process. And... Uh, 
they can call it the big lie all they want to, but there is so much fraud that's going on. Some of it I've seen myself and have other people that I personally know that have seen it. And, uh, yeah, they have an, uh, they have an election, uh, I forget what they call them, but they, they, they took away the voted in position and they replaced it with this appointed position. And she's just totally out of her league in terms of running the election and the stuff they've been saying that's going on. It's just, it's, it's frightening what's going to happen in the, in the in November. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. And, and the Republican leadership doesn't want to talk about voter fraud. And so this is a great, a great trial, isn't it, Richard? So we saw yesterday that I don't know how widespread, but I'm guessing pretty widespread. And so same thing, same old, same old, because Republicans refuse to talk about what they also embrace as the big lie. It's really, uh, it's really sad and uh, not a good sign for the 2022 elections. But thanks, Richard. We'll talk about that more later. Let's, uh, David, you have the last word, and you've got about a minute to make your point in, from Arkansas. Hello? Yes, sir, you're on. you got a minute. Yeah, out of all the things that's going on in America, I can't believe you're focusing on how people look, what people were wearing, how, people, how far people were standing apart, and yep. that Biden is on drugs. Well, yep. if you remember, Biden stood toe-to-toe with Donald Trump and beat him in the debates. Maybe y'all should have put Trump on drugs. <laughs> David, I, I guess I don't really think I would disagree with you that Biden beat Trump in the debates. And I don't know if you know what color commentary is. If you ever watch sports, you got somebody sitting there who's talking about the numbers and the plays and the maneuvers. And you have someone who talks about, you know, what people are wearing, how the crowd is responding. That's color commentary, which is what I just did. So I'm sorry that it offended you. I think maybe you liked uh, Biden, and you know that I don't. So maybe we have a fundamental disagreement, but I hope you'll continue to listen. All right, Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.